All right, so now we're gonna go ahead and go into a quick, uh, relatively quick open no sting coverage. Um, and joining me should be no stranger to the podcast, Brett Baxter. Brett, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Good to be back. Yeah, so good to be back. Can you explain that a little bit, just in case some people don't know who you are? And yeah, it's just a uh, quick introduction and, and history yeah, of so you and me. I'll, I'll keep it super brief. This entire podcast is my idea. It was popping from under me uh, in a patent dispute with Steve. Um, I'm a little bitter about it still, but here we are. <laughs> Whose idea was no, it? Like, was it was it a mutual thing? It was absolutely your idea. I thought it was Nick's idea, to be honest. I, I thought he would he would just come out of the sound and be like, "Oh, you guys should do a, to- a podcast on dodgeball." And I was like, "Hey, Brett, we should do a podcast on dodgeball." I, I remember, like, when you seriously pitched it to me, we were sitting in the uh, marketing department, and you had mentioned that you wanted to do a podcast, and Nick was like, "I want to do a podcast," and and it kind of went from there. Nice. So it was my idea. Sweet. Yeah, it was definitely your idea. I'll argue with myself, but I won't argue with you. So uh, I still have Mandalorian uh, forever tattooed in my memory scars. Good. Yeah, I'm actually wearing the Boba Fett t-shirt today. And I thought about that. I was like, I wonder how I'm going to sneak this into the podcast. And I did. So <laughs> when I'm wrong, uh, I'm wrong. I'll let you live that one down. You shouldn't, especially because I knew like, 30 minutes into the argument that I was wrong. I was like, I know I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm still going to argue because what the heck else am I going to do here at, at bogeys at midnight after a, a no sting game or whatever we were doing. And I was 8.5 back then. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think we need to have you on again, uh, for sure. Just cause, uh, we're probably not going to talk about no sting at all if we don't dive in right now. So, <laughs> but, uh, well, let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. So, um, yeah, as I've said or prefaced in, in the segments prior, uh, just trying to get a, and this is Dave Blake's idea of, of like a recap from the, the winner's perspective, not to inflate your ego, but just because you guys survived the longest, um, you guys might have a, a pretty awesome perspective than what I can get from the panel. Um, and when I combine the two, I should probably get a pretty thorough recap of the whole thing. So let's just start with... Um, and, and I'll explain why I asked this question this way, but did you guys see your team winning no sting? Um, I, I think when you have a team like crisis, we go into every division thinking we're going to win. You know, we, we have the talent, no matter the ball type to go in and think like, Hey, we've got a real shot at this. Uh, but honestly, the, the no staying division in open was the fourth division we'd all played in. We were all super tired. Um, half of our team had been to every finals. The other half had gotten pretty far in every, you know, bracket. So it, it was just, the it was kind of the end of the weekend and we were more or less just having some fun. Um, so I think on top of that, there are some other teams that handle no sting, um, better in comparison, like our 8.5 skill is generally much higher than most teams. No sting teams kind of close that gap a little bit. So I don't think we expected to win. Um, but we definitely went in thinking like we have a shot at this. Gotcha. Yeah. And the reason why I, I ask it that way was because I'm pretty sure 95% of all of us expected you guys to take 8.5 open um that is i mean me and joe and nate talked about it i think that was on all of our our lists and then we expected um heat to take no sting and it was like the roles were reversed so when that happened i was like huh i wonder if that was what shocked what what, what contributed to that and you said that you guys had played uh several divisions already um each of you guys going pretty pretty far do you think you guys are just like warmed up or do you attribute it back to just the fact that you guys are just kind of having fun and kind of like come with may or like what was, uh, um, any, any big I, shifts there? 
I actually think uh, most people don't view it this way, I would imagine. But I actually think Nosting is our better ball for Crisis. Um, at least individually, it is for me. You know, I, I think it is for Andrew and Justin as well. Um, Brody is going to kill me for saying it, but I think it's I think it's his better ball too. So I think just pound for pound across the board, I, I just think Nosting is our better division, whether we want it to be or not. Um, and, and so it's there are other teams that step up higher in the Nosting division um but i still think that just we are slightly better at nosting than we are at 8.5 so it was weird to uh to it was weird to lose to a you know self-proclaimed nosting team uh in 8.5 but when we were matching up with them and others in the nosting bracket it it didn't feel like we were outmatched or like we were out of our element gotcha why do you think um i have a theory but why do you think nosting is the better ball for you guys um it is way harder to block effectively for one. And when you have the arms that we have on our team, uh, it's, it's just really hard to block some of the guys. <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, I just think we are generally a faster, uh, more loose style of play um, than most teams are familiar with. So when we're able to facilitate that with the ball type, I just think it helps us uh, kind of keep track of where we are on the court a little better and, and move more fluidly. Gotcha. And we'll definitely get into it. But uh, I mean, just looking at the, it was, it was what, four, four zero against Heat before you moved on to the finals. So whatever you guys did, um, you adjusted really well. And so I, so going back to my theory, I, I thought it was mostly because we don't play 8.5 anymore here in Arizona. The only time we ever touch an 8.5 ball is at a tournament elsewhere or the random practices. But no sting is a, like the social league just started. So we're like three weeks into that. So that was kind of my, my idea of why no scene might've had a, a stronger showing for you guys. But then, it, that might be true for me and Andrew, but uh, as far as I know, like the San Fran guys, you know, Ryan Brody, uh, and Tad, I don't think they touch no sting anymore, ever. Um, hmm. So I, maybe, you know, it might be true for some of us, but I, I don't think on the whole that our entire team does thing uh, regularly anymore. So you just be quite a few factors for everybody, just different yeah. very uh variances. Um so what I was going back to my comment with uh, the four O matching us heat, I'm, i most people say like, yeah, you, you look at the score, it says four zero, but that doesn't necessarily mean you guys walked over them. But uh without jumping into too soon, um what do you remember from that match against Heat? Like were they the same team that you faced in eight point five or you know, what what was different that contributed to that four oh win? I think they, I think they were the same team more or less. Like they, they know what they want to do, and they generally do a good job of doing that. Um, I think what we did better in Nosting than we did in 8.5 was uh, we just hit our spots in a way that we didn't in the 8.5 game. Um, there were a lot of there were a lot of throws in 8.5 that we kind of just gave away, and uh, in Nosting we didn't do that. I think we just hit people um, pretty much every time we went to the line in Nosting. Gotcha. So one of the things I, I talked about with Dylan and um, one of my observations and really curious to hear like your point of view was when you guys played against Heat, Heat was playing more as a team um, and they just seemed way more efficient and efficiency being connecting their, their shots. But one thing I noticed off the bat was um, Andrew was going for Vince a lot. And every time he went for Vince, whether he hit him or he didn't, he, he would pay for it by getting 
uh, tagged out by somebody. Do you remember that happening at 8.5 or do you remember like what that was like from your point of view? Yeah, we talked about it afterward. Um, and I know, uh, Justin, um, especially made it, you know, really clear that what we really need is to just beat the team. Um, and instead of focusing in on, you know, who we think we should get out first or, or second or third or fourth is just, let's just get hits and get people out and get ahead of people. I think our team is a team where if we do get numbers on you and if we do get up in, in, uh, um, uh, man versus man, we're going to win and close out most of those games. Uh, just because once we can start getting two, three, sometimes four balls on the same person, we're going to get outs. Um, and having the numbers advantage gives us the ability to do that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not fun when you're looking down, you see Brody catch him, Pyan, you, Ryan, Taz, like, I don't know who to pick on. And I got to do, I got to pick on somebody fast. Otherwise I'm going to just die. Uh, I was in a similar situation. I think Ketchum was still in Brody was in. And then I was just like, Hmm, doesn't matter who I throw at. It's going to cost me. So that, that's a good point. And then, um, yeah, when you put that many people, that many balls on one person, generally with anybody, with any team, you should be able to make those hits and, and close out. So yeah. Um, let me go back to because I kind of covered the question I had, but like, what was your strategy against Heat? And I want to know what your strategy was against um, was it uh, TC Bush? But I almost want to say, uh, was it the same thing, or did you guys go into that game with with like a different mindset, or did you make any adjustments for them for the finals? No, I don't think so. I really think that our team thrives when we just go into games saying, "Hey, we're better than you. Come beat us if you're going to beat us." And I, I don't think. Like our strategy is is win, and I know that that's you know a, a sports cliche, but we know man for man that we have better talent pool across the board than almost any team out there. And if a team's gonna beat us, they're gonna have to do it that way by beating us one one versus one, and we just match up better. So we don't we don't necessarily adjust our strategy a whole lot for any given team. Um, you know, we we might tweak who we want to to hone in on first or who we want to avoid until the end um but ultimately we're just going to hit people and, and catch balls that's what we're out there to do yeah and like you kind of talked about that earlier too just just now with like telling andrew we don't need to get one person out we just need to worry about getting the team out and just kind of sometimes taking it up to like a higher level is more effective than going granular and saying okay for this one guy we're going to do these these things it's like no the the focus and the mindset is the team that we believe we're better than and we're just going to let it happen and that clearly shows in uh in those thing and I would say like even most of 8.5, but trying to try not to go back into 8.5 because I, I, I can do that with uh, some of the, the panelists. But um, yeah, I was, I was just really curious, like walking away from that championship. Um, I was like, hmm, could have sworn it would be the reverse, but uh, I'll, I'll get off that now. Yeah, I think like, you know, me personally, I can't speak for the rest of Crisis, but like I consider it defeatist to go into any match in any sport thinking like oh if, if we only shut down that one guy then we'll win because that one guy already beat you if you're thinking that way um so i you know i think a lot of teams look at us that way where if hey if we just get andrew out then we have a shot um but i think that's also how we beat a lot of, of good teams is they they kind of go oh my god okay we got andrew we're, we're totally fine now and, and then they look at the lineup fine. and they're like oh you know, I, we stalled Brody and Justin and me and Pat and Ryan. And so yeah, we're, we're, we're not out of this yet, guys. We are still, uh, we're not fine. Do you ever, uh, 
really random thing, and I, I can't help myself. But you ever wa read The Far Side? Uh, I have uh, here and there, yeah. Okay, so there's this one comic where it's like it's one frame, and it's like a, a family of goldfish, and they're standing outside their their fishbowl, which is on fire, and they're like, "Well, family, we we escaped the fire, but we're equally just as screwed." And it's it's like one of my favorite because they're they're just um, they forgot the the fact that there's air now, but um, I feel like that's that's how it is. Like what you said with, with Andrew, like okay, you get him out, but oh crap, there's still five other guys that are really good that we got to worry about. So pressure's not off by any means. But um, speaking of pressure, was there a specific team that, that gave you guys like the hardest time? Um, and we can go back into, since we have the brackets open, as well as round robin, uh, was there any teams that like, yeah, I, just for lack of better words, gave you um, a difficult time or where you guys might have thought, hey, we might not make it or? Um, I wouldn't say we thought we might not make it, but we had uh, Team Awesome as our second elimination game. Um, and, and we beat them 4-2 and those guys on that team are just very they're very springy and they're very um mobile on the court so it's really it's really tough to like get out against a team like that so uh throughout that match there were just times where we would go up and throw and i'd think like man we should hit someone there we should have hit someone there we should have hit someone there and the longer you let a team like that stay in the game uh the more it starts to eat the back of your mind like they're they're one catch away they're whittling us down you know so I, I don't think that we thought that we were in trouble, but it's definitely one of those teams. Team Awesome is one of those teams where you don't want to be in a game for a long time with them. Is that just because, like you were saying, that they might cause uh, cause you guys to make a, a crucial error for, like, snag a catch, like a game, game-changing game one, or it's just their – is it, like, frustration, yeah, or what, what is when it? You're, when you're throwing it at guys like they have that are just hard to hit um, – you start to psychologically think like, okay, I need to put it more on his body. I need to put it more on his body. I need to put it more on his body. Uh, and the, the more and more you do that, the more likely it is that they're going to get that catch and turn it around. So, you know, it just makes it, it makes it a lot harder when they're not giving you easy outs in the early part of the game. Like, you know, like I said, we, we really thrive on closing out games with, with number advantage. Uh, and against a team like that, it, it's much harder to do it because even if you're getting an early number advantage, it's harder to capitalize on those last few players because they have more room. That's interesting. So when you say number advantage, like what what's your what's your strategy for that? Like, hey, survive, last longer. Um, how do you how do you like guarantee or how do you ensure or how do you help make sure that number advantage is a is an actual factor? Because it, it would be nice, yeah, if we want to win with all six, none of us want to get hit. But is there something that you guys do to ensure that that happens? Um, I mean, catching is a big part of it. If, you know, if you're not getting hit and you're catching instead and you're staying in and, and getting an inherent number advantage. But I think the biggest thing is, uh, and, and this is just a dodgeball fundamentals thing, is pressure from the corners. You know, when you have strong corners like we do, it, it's it's very hard to impose your will on a team uh, the, the way that you want to. So, you know, you're, you're going up the line thinking, like, yeah, we're going to throw at the dude in the middle. Have you know Andrew and either Ryan or me or Justin on the other corner, and you're you know in the back of your mind you have like I might get out here doing that, uh, so it's it kind of opens up it, it eases the pressure on the rest of the team, um, which is you know just the dodgeball fundamental. So nice, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you don't want a team to walk up to the center line and just, or the throw line and tee off on you guys um, completely unhindered or 
you know, throwing those pump fakes, trying to throw the uh, thrower off, make him at least think of you just for a split second because that's that's less uh, edge that they have on you. So I mean, you're across, across the board. Our players are, are hard to hit. Like you know, even um, even in the middle, you know, Tad, me, Maddox. It's really tough to get the outs on us. So it's you know we we, we waste a lot of other teams' throws for them um, just by staying in. Gotcha. So so there is something you can do um, to to help mitigate like loss of uh, loss of numbers and get that number advantage. It's having stronger corners um, and then just ensuring that, Hey, we're still playing dodgeball at the end of the day. So just get out of the way or get a catch and, and make those throws costly then. So you can help that. Yeah. I mean, um, something Mikey said to me toward the end of, I, it might've even been pinch, but I think it was no stand is like, I, I got out uh, just because I didn't move very well. You know, I was just tired and, and tried to block something that I should have been moving out of the way of. And he, you know, pulled me off to the side of the court and said, you know, you need, you need to get out of the way. Like you're, you, you're capable of moving, move. <laughs> and then it seems like one of those things that's very easy to, to say, but I think a lot of people fall into that rut where they're just like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to get as low as I can. I'm going to block and there's nothing else that I can do. So just staying, staying out of the way of dodge of a dodgeball is, you know, the name of the game. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people think that way. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. If I, I'm sure we've talked about this many times in many many car rides back home to Tucson. But it's like the the more you play, the less dodging you actually end up doing because you either block or you think you can catch. But sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, the the whole point of dodgeball is to just move. So it's like, oh, I forgot I I could do that and still be still contribute to my team by not not getting hit. Um. What, what what does Mikey bring to Crisis? So you guys already have a crap load of weapons, and then you enter Mikey. What does that do? Mikey is probably the best pure corner in the game. Like I, he just, I I can't even explain what he does. <laughs> He's so fast. His his pump fake is unbelievably good. He catches. He moves well. He puts pressure on teams and and gets us balls. You know when we shouldn't have them. I mean he's just Mikey is. Mikey is far away one of the best players in the sport. Yeah, I, I believe it. Um, it's just, yeah. That kid is uh, scary with, with any kind of ball, and um, that's just adding one more layer of of, uh, of talent to your guys' team. But uh, I'm looking at the round robin, and um, I was actually surprised seeing that you guys seated fourth. Um any reason for that? Like, obviously, putting some high expectations to seed first, but like, do you, do you remember? We were screwing around, honestly. Like, I, you know, going going into the last division. I, to be honest, we screw around in round robin in every division in in all year in uh, uh, the West region. Like, our round robin play is very different than our bracket play. So, we do dumb stuff. You know, we have fun. We gas each other up. We throw when we shouldn't throw uh, yeah that's funny because i got i got mixed feelings like I, I definitely appreciate and respect teams like rise or finesse or teams that will take every single round seriously like it is the finals um so I definitely respect that but then i also respect the fact that you guys are allowing you guys to have fun and not make it all 100 percent business and just let hey once bracket play starts then then we'll then we'll take it seriously so i can i can see both perspectives and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you guys have look like a fun bunch when you want to be. 
So, I mean, also Brody, like, how could you not let that guy do whatever he wants? Yeah, like, I think I think we threw away our sixth ball probably four or five times throughout round robin. Like, there's just no no other team would would ever dream of doing that. But like, we just do it because it's fun to do it, and we know we're going to win anyway. So, it, you know, against some of the uh, teams that we just kind of go in thinking like this is an easy two zero, we'll let that easy two zero happen having fun along the way gotcha do you think uh if you're on any other team you would have this kind of attitude with round robin or would it change your your whole outlook um just from like a personal basis like do you when you when you you're getting ready to go to delete are you like i have to win or i'm gonna have fun or both or for me uh i tend to be a little more by the book i mean I just always have that's who i am outside of dodgeball so I, I carry that into dodgeball so i you know if it was me and i was on a different team i probably would be a little more um reserved and, and kind of play quote, quote, the right way um but at the same time i am all about uh gassing up the homies and you know letting them do their thing and enjoying it along with them because uh, I, I think we do a very good job of that yeah, I can think of a few people that would say like, "I don't want to have fun." So yeah, it, it's you know, it. I, if you put someone, um, I think it's the reverse too. If you put someone from our team on to rise, you know, meaning absolutely zero disrespect, I just don't think that we they would have the fun that that we would have the fun that that we do on Crisis because playing within a system is just not who we are. You know, our our system is to to beat people um, and not to beat people this way hmm that makes sense beat people however however you need to and not so yeah. much no we're not sticking with the plan that we hashed out last night or that's in the book yeah and I mean some you know you'll you, if you if you if anybody watched our games in round robin or bracket you know you saw us beat people a bunch of different ways you know we, we some some teams we catch out because we can catch them out some teams we throw out. Sometimes it's a five-second game. Sometimes it's a you know five-minute game. So it, we just do what we need to do to get the, the win. And however, however we can do that is what we try to do. Is there a since you since you know your sports? Is there is there any teams that that have that kind of um, like approach to to winning? Like we're we'll, we're not gonna like we'll we'll adapt. Kind of a random question. I just thought of, but I'm I'm curious like if this exists in like conventional sports um probably not to the same degree like I, I think you know the word professional is what changes that when there's when there's big money on the line like there is with big sports it's much harder to improvise i think um you know that there are probably some basketball teams out there that that look at it that way I, the, the rockets come to mind where they have their system their system is you know to, to shoot threes and look at analytics and say what is the what is the most efficient scoring even if it's not a play that would conventionally be good um but i still think that they're within they're within a, a pretty rigid system in that way and uh they do improvise but not i guess in the same fashion it's probably a bad comparison yeah i mean it's it's you can't really compare dodgeball to an established sport but i'm just curious like Okay, I'm, I'm sure there's a playbook, and they stick with that, and only that. Or do they allow room for flexibility? But that's that's kind of like a rabbit hole. I'm trying to. The closest thing that I can probably think of is um, 
uh, Phil Jackson's triangle um, with the Bulls and the Lakers. Like when it works, it works. And and if you can get players that can improvise and adapt to the triangle, then it's you know then it was one of the best offenses that's ever existed. If you if you can't fit that and you can't you don't have players that can mold into that, uh, it's you know awful. And so when when you saw Phil Jackson try to implement it with the Lakers part two, uh, it just didn't work uh, because those players didn't understand it in a way that they could you know, be a fluid triangle offense. And I think that's that's kind of how Crisis plays. Is all of our players know what each other are going to do, and so you know we might do something that's you know, quote unquote unconventional, but we know that we have each other's backs when it happens. So it's not as detrimental to, to our team as it is to some of the other teams that I've seen try to play the way we play. Yeah, you guys have like a, a room of forgiveness for for an error or something that doesn't go well. You can you can correct that pretty quickly. Yeah, and I think we you know all of us all all of us on the team think that what we're doing is going to go well, and it generally does. So it's really hard to hold people accountable to you know doing anything because it's like, hey, I have a, a vast record throughout this region this year of you doing the right thing more often than not. Uh, so. We all kind of have the green light at all times. Nice. Yeah, and I, I'm just thinking of lineup. When you have that green light, um, you're not stifling that that talent. You're letting it do its thing, uh, for better or for worse. And in your guys' case, sometimes the worst isn't really that bad. You can you can pull each other out of it, as I said earlier. Yeah, and especially with seven-game series, like the chances that we're going to make mistakes over the course of a seven-game series and end up losing are you know slimmer. I think we have, we have a very we have a much wider margin of error um, just owing to roster talent than a lot of teams have. So it, it, we're a little more forgiving on ourselves. Margin of error. That's, that's what I was looking for. That were those, uh, those words. Um, did you get a double catch in no sting or 8.5? 8.5. Ah, yeah, it was 8.5 against Havoc. All right. Well, I mean, might as well, uh, what happened? I want, I want to know about that. Um, I'll be honest. I don't remember the score of the situation. Um, Ryan and I were in against uh, four people, and I'll be honest, I don't know who they were. Um, we had an extremely long stoppage for some reason. Um, the rest were talking about something, and then nothing ended up happening. I don't, I don't really know what happened. But during that talk, during that stoppage, uh, Ryan and I called the play, and the, the play was pump once, throw it left. Um, so when we came out of the stoppage, uh, it had been it had been a couple minutes and uh, he, he didn't pump, he, he dumped the ball. So uh, they ended up putting, I think, three on him and got him out. And uh, it was just me against four people at that point. So, I, you know, it, it's just one of those situations where, um, you know, I've got Justin in the queue telling me, you need, to get, you, know, you need to get big right now, you need to get big right now. So I, I was looking for a catch. I will never, ever say that I was looking for two balls. Um, but, you know, I, I've always said um, historically that it's it's not possible to try to catch two balls. You know, double catches are a, a, a luck thing. Um, but, you know, as I'm jumping up, I'm locked in on the ball that's coming into my right side. And the, the other ball just happened to be kind of in the path of my arm. Um, and so I you know, closed down on it and, and got two. Yeah, so it's not so much – I mean – yeah, luck with in terms of like placement of it just being there at the right time, but it still requires some form of like some like intentional thought, like you said, like oh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to see if I can trap this other ball now, or I, I have two, I'm going to, you know, clench tighter or one popped up. I'm going to grab that one. So like you have like a quick, maybe half a second to. That, to... that was honestly all that was going through my head is don't drop them. Don't drop them. Stay in bounds. Don't drop them. Stay in bounds. Yep. And so there, there's a, a couple of videos that I've seen that people have shared with me where you can like see me wobble after I come down. I was really hesitant to put my heels down because I didn't know where I was or, or, how close I was to the line, so you can kind of see me like physically manifest, stay in bounds, stay in bounds, stay in bounds. <laughs> um, and then uh, immediately afterward, uh, Andrew and I think Brody came in, and Andrew got out like right away. And it, it, it all happened so fast that I was still, you know, stay in bounds, stay in bounds. I didn't even know what happened to Andrew right afterwards. So <laughs> I was just like, I caught two balls, you idiots. And then they're like, yeah, 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 no, Andrew came in and got out. It's like, but I caught two balls. Um, let's let's celebrate this real quick. Now that I'm still in bounds. This is a big deal. My first one ever. So nice. Good stuff. Well, um, I wanted to ask, like, if there's like any teams that that stood out. I mean, we, we kind of talked about Team Awesome and how they're they're kind of hard to hit, and they were maybe teetering towards the the area where they, they might be difficult if you guys kept throwing at them or or you know weren't hitting them, but. Um, in terms of like next year, do you think there's there's going to be a couple teams that you're going to look out for, whether it's on the west, north, south, or east, that um, you know you, you think okay, we got to make sure we beat these guys, or they're going to come after us, or does that even cross your guys' minds? Um, not I guess not really. Like you know, in hindsight, hindsight being what it is, uh, Hello and Team Awesome both have a lot of crossover those things for co-ed and, and open. Um, and I think that the the talent pools on those teams are very very good for those things so you know if, if they get better um, I, I think there's someone that you know we would go into looking at more seriously than other random team but, but like I said I think for the most part our team just lines up with the other team and says we're going to make you guys prove, prove us wrong yeah that seems to be working so far uh, for this year so I'm assuming you guys will stay together next year we'll see crisis in 2020 yeah, we'll be back. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, I think that's all I have, but uh, is there anything that you wanted to mention that I might have forgotten or any shout-outs? Uh, when I found out that you were going to interview me, um, I asked Crisis what they wanted to convey in the interview, if there was anything they wanted to share. Um, I got two contributions. Uh, Justin wanted me to say that we did it for the hose, and I could not agree more. Uh, and... Brody wanted me to bring up our uh, team huddles because I think we have one of the more unique team huddles in dodgeball, which is to say we don't have a rehearsed team huddle. Brody makes a uh, call, and it's generally inappropriate, and then we uh, we do the call no matter what it is. So, Call being one, two, three, whatever. You guys shout it out. Yeah, yeah. Good old Brody. That was a fun interview with him. Um, has he seen a doctor yet? general or <laughs> uh he hurt his knee in nationals and i was like you should probably see a doctor and uh his girlfriend's like i've been trying to tell him that for weeks now i was like well i don't actually think that brody's limbs operate the same way as other humans so i'm not sure that any doctor would be able to treat him effectively uh, that could be why he doesn't want to go <laughs> he doesn't want to give himself up and uh um, is he hiding <laughs> yeah exactly now now he needs to see one i'm even more interested now in, in the outcome and then uh, I appreciate Justin keeping this PG. 
I was like getting ready to write down. Oh God, what was what's he gonna say? <laughs> yeah, we did it for the hoes and all of our fans. That's uh, that's how we do it. <laughs> I mean, can there be a greater cause? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um, yeah, I think that's that's all I got for for the nose thing. Uh, like I've alluded to, probably for the fifth time now in each closing, is uh, definitely gonna get into more of the weeds with. Um, some of the panelists from previous uh, episodes from this this whole year combined, um, time willing, of course. But uh, definitely got to have you back on here, man. It's uh, okay. Yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, I just remember like, oh, there was a rabbit hole. There was a rabbit hole. There was a rabbit, that, that's some good stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of annotated them, and yeah, man, love to have you back. And, and you know, I know your attention span doesn't go past ten minutes, but uh, he'll have to he'll have to give me like at least an hour and a half because we got some. <laughs> yeah, we have. Some I, I could probably find a way. Yeah, just if Stephanie's cool with it, of course. And then, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll end the interview there. Alrighty, so in this segment, uh, we'll be covering Pinch, and um, I can't think of no better person to help me cover that than Kevin Bailey. Kevin, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet, man. Um, well, first off, I owe, I think, an apology to the the pinch community because um i was so looking forward to going to watch pinch and then also stealing away to watch women's foam and um i accidentally had a little too much fun the night prior got really hung over and um i just decided just to, to drive home um and just take out that 14 hour drive but um that leads me to my first question and that is uh did you guys party the night prior before i forget because i wanted to make sure i asked prior uh good question um so we definitely i don't i don't know if anyone on our team even went to the after party i think maybe one person i think for I saw... the after party which was the before party technically for pinch division uh because it's on saturday night every year and pinch is on sunday but uh no i kind of just sat at home or sat at our airbnb and watched some football uh saved up all my energy for pinch yeah, which is, uh, I mean, and so that was my, my follow-up question was, do you ever, because um, I want to know, like, how how seriously do you take pinch, which I would say very seriously, obviously, um, to the point where you guys, this you don't see Saturday night as a party night, you see it as another chance to recoup and, and regain yourself for Sunday? Yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of sums it up. I mean, we definitely had to have a good time through Nationals weekend, but Obviously, no one's getting too rowdy on Saturday because for Dynasty, at least, the division that is most important to us is that pinch division, which is on Saturday morning. So, yeah. Yeah, so you want to be in your best you know, best condition. No one wants to be you know, hungover or sleeping in. Or um, That makes sense. And I, I wonder, it, is there like a like, – do you guys do something that night, Sunday night, uh, to make up for that or – you kind of just do your own thing or like, what, what does that look like for you? At least the social aspect, just because, um, for most of us, the weekend ends on Saturday. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different dynamic for those teams that play pinch, but, uh, yeah, this time it's actually kind of funny. We have, I don't know if you know that a bunch of our players on our team have tattoos for, uh, each national championship we have, we have a tally mark that we put down. Uh, we each have them in a different spot on our body, but kind of a stupid thing to have a tattoo of that, but we all decided to do it. So uh, right after the tournament, we all went out to, uh, we went around downtown Austin or not downtown, but 
uh, around Austin, and, and then we went to a tattoo place and updated the tattoos. <laughs> I can say updated. Uh, yeah. People are probably going to ask through me, uh, where, where do you guys put them? Do I want to know? Different spot for each of us. Gotcha. Uh, mine's on my leg. Okay. That's PG rated. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Bailey would not have been thrilled if it was open showing all the time. So <laughs> got to keep them happy, you know. That's fair. Yeah, I, uh, I love the parents getting in the way of me getting tattoos, but now it's the military. But um, I don't think it's dumb. I think it's kind of cool because you have a it's, – it's got a sentimental value. It's not like you didn't just pick, like, some random thing because you thought it was cool at 18, and you got to live with that forever. forever. Like, as you get older, you know, that'll this it'll remind you of this awesome – uh, for lack of better words, dynasty that you guys have established. So this is what your fifth tally mark then. Is that correct? Uh, Four, yeah. 15? So we actually, so we we also put in the ones that we had for college. So oh man, so wait, that's eleven then. Kind of, uh, mine's at nine. Okay. A couple. It's it's kind of different for each of us depending on which years we were in college, which years we joined dynasty. So yeah, it's kind of cool that the thing that the the whole team does. So. That is cool. And I, and I think uh, the 2015 Team USA men's team did that also. I think they've got. Yeah, they got the um, like the Roman numerals or something. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. On their wrist. I yeah, I think cool. it's pretty cool to have like a, yeah, just a like team bonding type of thing where everyone has that connection now. Exactly. That's, that's pretty cool tradition. And so I just in case I, I don't know if this was ever covered in a non-pinch discussion or an ncda but so dynasty comes from your your college team right which is grand uh grand grand valley yeah grand valley um yeah so everyone on dynasty right now outside of colin o'brien went to grand valley state which is uh the, just a college that's on the west side of the state of michigan so that's kind of where we all met and colin went to michigan state he also played college dodgeball so uh yeah we all kind of formed through that and it's because you guys had such a dominating uh team for so many years you decided to kind of take that again that word dynasty and transfer that into the elite realm is that where the name came yeah. from? yeah yeah exactly um i forget if i had told you that before if you just no, I, I connected the dots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we, when we started playing elite, we were just called Grand Valley, which we, we knew that we couldn't stay connected to our school, um, school name. So we had to come up with another name and that's kind of what, what we came up with. Nice. Yeah. I, I I'm going to humble brag cause I, I was really proud of myself for connecting. It was probably really obvious dots when you look at it. Cause I just saw talking to the NCDA more and more with you guys and, and Felix, I'm like, these guys have established a dynasty and all of a sudden just ding light bulb. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah. 2008, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, 10, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to, to see that happening now on the elite setting. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure where to start other than, um, talking to Mark, he said that you blasted Tony Stumpo. So, I kind of want to know about that real quick. Just do you remember doing that to him? And do you remember like how that went? Yeah. Um, he's already mad at me cause I posted it on my Instagram. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so there's nothing I can say here. That's really going to save me from his wrath, but yeah, I, I hit him pretty hard and it was loud. So 
I think the loudness factor is kind of what made it over the top. And I think that's one of the cool things about pinch is it gets, when you hit someone square, it gets really loud and it looks awesome on, on a highlight video. And you know, it's stung like, unless you're wearing like a metal plate armor, like that, that hurt. Um, and you he can... took it like a man. I was, I yeah. was really surprised. He didn't, he didn't, uh, show any pain at all. He kind of just went to the handshake line. <laughs> <laughs> um, still yeah, felt good though. Yeah. And that's like, I almost hate to admit it, but like, cause I, I want nothing to do with pinch now in my old age. I'm just like, Hey, you know, let the kids kill each other. Um, but it is, it is kind of in, insane to watch. Um, and it, like you said, it has that, that real satisfying, like just crack noise when you, when you hit somebody and, um, yeah. foam will make a good noise too. And it, it always cracks me up because like you can light somebody up in foam, you can hit them as hard as possible, but you don't feel anything. And it's just like, why are you guys celebrating? Like you, you, you threw like a marshmallow at somebody, but pinch, like, you know, that hurt somebody, you know, that caused some, some bruising and that person's going to, going to feel that for, for a while. So yeah, good on Tony for, for shaking it off and, you know, taking it like a man, as you said, and, and not, uh, I, I'd probably be like, you know, I don't know. I'd probably just run off. Like I'm done. Couldn't cough up blood. <laughs> I've seen what no, you guys can do. He took it like a man. I did say, but I went up to like the half court. This isn't going to make anyone like me any more than, uh, they already do. But I went up to half court right before the game and I was like, I went to Tony. I said, you guys can forfeit now and we won't put you on a highlight tape. <laughs> and that's what we did in the first point. We had, to, there were some hard hits on both sides that game, but it was, there's going to be some like highlight plays that you'll see from that game. It was sweet. You that was with, the finals with them. You backed it up. So, I mean, I, what can I say? That's, it's kind of cool, man. Like I'm not gonna, not gonna lie or, or pretend to act like that's, that doesn't, <laughs> uh, impressed me a lot just yeah um coolest the coolest play from that game was definitely not that it was uh there was a point blank catch that someone on kraken drew jones he made on one of our players and it was in like the deciding game where we were gonna it would have been a 4-0 win for us and he made like two catches in a row and one of them was like a point blank catch and it was just insane because the ball was coming at him at probably 70 miles an hour and he just took it it was wild. And you said you were on track to, to four Oh them, but then, um... yeah, we would have, if, if we would have gotten that hit, I feel like we would have gotten the last couple of people out, but that just swung all the momentum. And then they ended up, uh, it finished four to two, but they won that point and they won another point right after that. So nice. And it was just a sweet play. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're probably gonna be seeing highlights just pouring out through the rest of the coming weeks, which is, which is great. There's just so much content out there and, and hours of footage. Um, so I'm looking forward to just seeing, you know, even a month from now, like, Oh, that, that was a nice play or what have you. And, um, cause it's, it's, I don't know. It's like you, I get this, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I get like this, uh, like this elite withdraws. And so like the next best thing is obviously talking about it, recapping it, but then just seeing plays from and pictures emerge kind of kind of curves that a little bit. But um, yeah. before we go into like the actual um, the actual bracket, one of the things I want to ask was um, was there any pressure um, going into this this elite? So I mean, you're looking at picking up your fifth uh, championship. Um, I don't know if hearing names like Panch or Kraken or Notorious, you know, coming after you. Does that make you guys not nervous, but do you like, how do you, how do you face that? Like being on top, everyone wants peace. Um, like what do, what do you guys do for, uh, to prepare for that? 
Uh, good question. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of just been the same each year for us since, since we started. I think that, I guess you could say in theory, the pressure gets a little bit more each year because our streak is longer that uh, we have a longer streak that's on the line to be broken by someone. Right. And then also like kind of the teams you mentioned, Panch, they're all amazing players and they've kind of formed that super team, if you will. And, and we have the pressure of going against those amazing players top to bottom on that team. A team like Kraken, who's gotten better throughout the year and throughout the last two years. Um, and then Notorious, that they joined last year and they were they beat us in the first round of the North region in their very first tournament as a team. So, I mean, there's definitely, I would say it's more so the pressure of certain teams, kind of like you mentioned that they're really great teams. Uh, Gamecocks had, they added a couple new people. They added Kelvin uh, Coster from, he used to play for crack and he was on, on task force this year. Uh, they added him, they added SWAT, but they kind of formed like a super team too. Like we, we had a really hard time when we played them in a bracket, but I would say the pressure more came from how many awesome teams there were this year. There were so many stacked teams. Gotcha. And like you said, it's just, okay, we're looking at our fifth one. This is uh cause you know, there's, there's more pressure, as you said, um, the more of a streak yeah. teams get like, like we want to be the one that like ends that we want to be the combo breaker team. Um, it definitely happened with doom winning everything for the longest time. Um, I don't, I don't even think we've ever got a chance to do that. But, and they retired before before this year. So, yeah, I just mm-hmm. wonder. Um, so when you, when you lost to uh, Notorious back in the previous rounds, um, did that impact you guys at all? Or did you kind of just like write that off as, you know, we could do better? Or did you do anything different uh, since then to make sure you guys stayed on top? Um, so this year we actually, we won each of the rounds this year. So we kind of had their number this year, but... At the same time, it's close games most of the time we play them, and they have beaten us in the past. And their captain, Mike Riley, he even said right when they formed their team, he said, we formed this team. This team's designed to beat Dynasty. That's what we're here for. Because they knew that pinch is their their strength, and that's what they were going for. But, um, yeah, it just comes down to matchups. I know that this year we had a really awesome battle with them. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but we played them in the semifinals and it was a really good game back and forth. It's so evenly matched between the two of our teams. And I mean, someday maybe they'll end up beating us for the championship championship game, whatever semifinals, whenever we meet them. But yeah, they're one of the teams that is the most fun to play just because of how um, evenly matched both of our teams are top to bottom on the roster. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, so I misspoke. misspoke. They beat you in eight point five. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They so they um yeah they won round three in the north and they beat us in the finals for open division. But yeah, they've gotten significantly better in in the open division over the last two years. And yeah, they're here to stay. Whether it's open pinch whatever. Yeah, it was really cool talking to to Riley. He's like, you know, we'll play whatever. Uh, obviously, pinch is what they want. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, please, by no means, like, get rid of Pinch or 8.5, or, or, but they're they're competitors, and hopefully we'll see them uh, return because a lot of people from the West are saying, yeah, these notorious guys are 
their linebackers, their their toughest crap, and they're they're fun to play <laughs> against. Um, so it's always good to see you know more competition from other regions. And um, so when you hear you know we formed this team just to take you guys out, does that what does that do to you guys? Um, I mean, I, you're probably mostly speaking for yourself, but does that just make you want to play harder? Does it make you train more? Um, what, what does that do? Uh, I think it's pretty awesome because at the time it was they, they, it was them and us as the top two pinch teams. It felt like, but there's so many good teams now. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome that they formed a team. There are a bunch of players that also played in college and they played at a couple of other rival schools to Grand Valley, but um, yeah, I think it's as a competitor, that's kind of what you want to have as someone that's targeting you. That's when the, uh, I guess that's kind of when it feels best when you get a victory is when you're going up, up against someone like that. Yeah. It's kind of like a compliment to like, yeah, we must be doing something right. If we're on somebody's radar and they're so focused on beating us like that, it kind of says a lot about where you guys stand. Yeah. And, and it goes both ways. I mean, we're definitely, our strategy is definitely um, based around being able to beat teams like them. So it goes both ways. Gotcha. Was there, um, was there a particular team that, that gave you like the hardest time during uh, nationals? Like I almost want to say it, notorious might've been one of them Kraken, perhaps um, any, any other teams like any, any nationals or just this one and uh, in, in this one in particular. Okay, um, so I would say Rise, we played them in pool play, and huge shout-out to them for always playing pinch division, even though their arms are probably dead <laughs> by the end of the weekend, and they're getting up there in age. They know that. I always tell them that, too. Oh, they have they they know that, too. They, they've accepted yeah, it. They, they were uh, – I honestly – going into bracket play, I expected them to be in the Final Four because they played us so well in pool play we won two to one barely and we kind of got lucky to do that but they looked so good that uh yeah they ended up losing in the first round and they just i for some reason they lost to i forget who they lost to but let me see if i can um, it up here yeah let me let me look oh, okay so they lost to rainbows rainbows actually another team that uh got a lot better throughout the day they they need to keep playing pinch because they'll be good um, yeah, and they, they almost beat crack and two rainbows, but yeah, rise rainbows, those two teams that aren't really known to play pinch that often and, and stuff like that, they were still sick and they were still really difficult to beat. So I, so I noticed that, um, maybe it's just me, but I, I noticed a little more of a West coast participation in pinch. And then I'm also noticing a lot of people walking away saying they really enjoyed it. Like Alan, I just saw somehow, uh, good timing wise he said he really enjoyed pinch uh for rainbows and so i wonder if that's something that we'll see next year is uh more participation um i think joey should know his name by, by not by heart by not, joey kramer uh kramer yeah. yeah but he's saying he enjoyed it um so i wonder if that's if, if that's a good trend maybe for for the elite aspect of pinch is just more participation now versus we were talking about, um, I think it was Mark Trapetti, where it almost felt like something was wrong with Pinch. Like, not, I don't want to say that it was dying, but there was one round, but it was, it was just like not, not really there. But it might be mm -hmm. like, uh, might have turned it, turned it around. Um, I w I'm really yeah. curious. Oh, good. Oh no, I was just, yeah, it was pretty awesome that 
there's a lot of a lot more people that kind of tried it out and thought it was cool and kind of had i know we had people coming up to us all day and then messaging us and stuff saying they thought pinch was super fun if it was their first time maybe it was their second time playing but i thought that was kind of cool because obviously pinch is so polarizing of a topic it seems um yeah there there are times when it felt slow in the past couple of years but this year at nationals i there were so many awesome games and it felt like it was going pretty fast paced i think that it's sh- sort of like the meta shifted a little bit in terms of what's the best strategy to play certain teams what what's going to get you the furthest and there weren't really that many games that turned into stall ball slowing down too much so thought that was good so it still maintained its its quick pace yeah it seemed it seemed faster than most years but i'll have to go back and watch some of the tape and see if i'm right or maybe if i'm just uh not thinking straight when i was in the game i don't know a little battle crazed yeah yeah mark made a quote last year when when we were briefly covering pinch and he's like kevin bailey you got to put that kid out to pasture to stud because i guess you just flipped out and took out like five people by yourself (laughs) so i i wouldn't hold it past you if everything's a blur even especially now after you know like week and a half after the fact but um i want to i'm curious about pinch i mean thanks to joe coella constantly finding any way he could to interject pinch in there um I was curious how they did. Um, did you guys get a chance to play them? Uh, see them? So we did play them. So first off, I'll say, usually I hate those uh, dumb team names, you know, like the puns and all that. But the fact that they're uh, promoting Pinch kind of makes me change my mind. So I, I'm all about Pinch. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we so we played them in pool play. And um, it was I think it was two to one. And we kind of got lucky in that one, too. It was a super evenly matched game. I remember when we went through the handshake line, and then right afterwards in our huddle, I was like, said to our team, it's crazy how cool these pinch games are when it's an evenly matched game between two teams. Because we had just played a couple teams that maybe weren't at the same skill level as us. But anytime we play a team like Panch, it's awesome because there's so many hard throwers on both sides of the court so it was unfortunate though because they lost in the first round to kraken so we didn't get to see them in bracket again and i was hoping we would uh because i think that would have been another uh another awesome game yeah i was in my mind i was i was thinking it was either gonna be panch or uh notorious that was gonna uh give you guys the final round yeah that's fair those, yeah, I think that, especially last year at Nationals, those were the two toughest teams for us. But, yeah, Panch lost um, in the first round to Kraken, and that game was amazing. We were watching it, and then we had to go play our first-round game, and no one on our team really wanted to leave and go <laughs> go play. We kind of were fighting over who got to sit out the first point so we could sit there and still watch the, the Kraken game against Panch because it was so intense and back and forth, it seemed like. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure that's yeah. a nightmare for uh for for Mark trying to get everything on schedule. But um, it's kind of cool when the action's so hot. Like, the, yeah, we got to play right now, but I, I still want to watch this game real quick. Um, that's th- there's some good in that, obviously. And um, yeah, yeah, it looks like you guys beat them two one, like the fourteenth round, round robin. 
15th. But uh, so, they, I mean, they were definitely warmed up at that point and probably probably throwing some heat. Um, do you remember if they were actually pinching or were they just throwing like, I don't know if catching pinches or not. I, I haven't seen um, it. So he does, but he, it was kind of on and off, especially because they were kind of, they were trying to save their arms as much as they could in pool play. And they were kind of just having a good, a good time. Because all those guys, I feel like every single one of the players on their team played five different rounds that weekend. Right. So they were all drained. And, like, I know that they weren't at 100%, which is unfortunate because uh, kind of would have liked to see them at 100% playing pinch. It would have been even more exciting than it already was. Um, but, yeah, I think a couple of them didn't pinch. I know Mikey didn't pinch. Uh, not that he asked you, he throws hard enough to begin with. Yeah, I was going to say, probably doesn't need to. Yeah. No, he's still, I still don't want him throwing a ball towards me, whether he's pinching or not. But yeah, I kind of wish, that's why it sort of would be awesome to have pinch earlier in the weekend to have some of those teams before their arms are totally drained playing pinch division. It would make it even more hard hitting than it already is, I guess. Yeah, I was just thinking about that too. It, it it would make the the wins that much more sweeter too, because they they couldn't use that. Not saying that they would, but they can't use that as an excuse. Like, oh, we've been playing five divisions before this. It's like now they're yeah. at full strength. You guys are at full strength. Like that's everybody wants that too. I mean, yeah. Oh, you never know. I mean, um, just with the amount of West Coasters that I've seen talking about pinch, um, I'm sure we'll see a repeat next year. Maybe some more teams will come out, give it a shot, and. Um, We'll get closer to, I don't want to say this because this is going to sound really messed up. I like taking Sunday a little more seriously. Like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't drink as much. Um, and I want to save myself for the next day. So I'm going to go to bed early and just consider it a three day tournament versus two. So I know that's definitely a change I got to make just cause I, I want to be there like in person watching this stuff, not, not watching it on, on YouTube or, or clips. So I think, yeah, it's, I get what you mean. And, yeah. and, yeah, with the after party thing on Saturday, obviously that always has an effect, I guess, on some people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it's kind just of the way it is. Well, Mark said there's he alluded to some changes coming down. So before I tangibly make plans, um, I wonder what's going to happen first, and then we'll see. But I, I I don't see pinch going anywhere for whatever it's worth, in in my opinion, based on uh, this past weekend. But um, let's go ahead and go into uh, some of the some of the, the bracket plays, uh, or some of the, the, yeah. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Brackets. Bracket games. There we go. Thank you. I'm like plays. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, okay. So we kind of talked a little bit about the, the championship match with Kraken. Um, so let's see. So your first game, you guys had uh free folk, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we played them and they were actually, a lot better than we expected. Uh, final score was four to one, but they they played us pretty tight. It felt like a good game, and for them being one of the two teams that had a playing game, so one of the two lowest seeds, they definitely were more impressive than we expected. Um, but yeah, we won that one four to one, and then our the the game against Gamecocks. It says on the on the Google sheet that it was four to one, but the final score was four to two. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm almost a hundred percent positive. It was four to two because they took a two to one lead on us. I think 
or at least tied it two to two. And they played us tight. Like they, they were really good and that game could have gone either way. And I don't know. I think that they sometimes get a bad reputation a little bit as like a team that is funny on social media, but then they never have the amount of success of like some of the other teams from the North, but their roster was stacked top to bottom. And it was, we, we had a hard time beating them. It's funny you mentioned that because I was actually just going to ask, um, because my first reaction was like, oh, they beat corruption and they took a two, two a lead on you. So obviously they're, they're good players. Uh, but I, I kind of, I think I fall in that same category because they're so hilarious with the memes and, and the jokes. <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying they don't, I don't, wouldn't take them seriously. I just, I, I feel like they'd be more of a fun team and not, um, oh God, it's gonna sound terrible, not contenders, but you, you know what I mean? Like pretty much what you said. Um, yeah. So, so what are they like then in, in pinched, especially if it's their realm, like what kind of player is, is Felix? Is he, is he throwing? He, he, yeah, he is good at pinch, especially. Um, so he's a lefty. I don't know if you knew that, oh, I didn't. but he's a lefty and he has like a lefty sidearm throw that comes in pretty fast. He's always one of the first guys that we kind of target to try and get out when we play them. But yeah, I mean, their, their whole roster was good. They had, uh, you probably know Kyle Fitzpatrick as well. He's the tall, lanky guy on their team. Gotcha. He's another guy that's got like the sidearm throw, and he's got such a quick release sometimes. Uh, and then yeah, they had Calvin and SWAT join their team for pinch division. Both those guys definitely helped. Um, yeah, I, top to bottom, they they were such a good team that I wish that they would have had a different draw because I think they could have beat some of the other teams in that round, but unfortunately for them they had they played us unfortunately for both teams we had to try really hard in the early rounds when we didn't really necessarily want to but they yeah they were a contender i would say they were probably top five team in pinch division top five or six nice yeah so so don't uh don't take them lightly on the yeah. court sure social media absolutely 100 percent, but not on not on the court because they'll they'll mess you up they'll, don't take them lightly on social media either. Let me tell you. You know what? Yeah, you're. I mean, you they have roast it bad. Us all I, am, the time. I am very safe on the outside, and I hope this doesn't just commit me to their their <laughs> line of fire. But uh, yeah, I think once they they pick a target, they, they don't they're not gonna let you guys down for a while, which is hilarious to watch. And the more I learn about it, the the better it is for for me as a as a spectator. Uh, Felix, please don't target me. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> if you're listening, but um, yeah, I mean, they seated eight out of 17 um seated over panch over the tigers over rainbows so yeah i mean that's that's awesome because uh, that just for me adds more um insight on, on who you guys are going up against and and who to continue to watch um and not just write off because they're they're good at memes um <laughs> which again i they'll always be the the meme well actually i i I'm gonna say Category Five is doing really good right now too with memes. So maybe they that got, is true. Maybe they've got some some competition, which is Category Five hustles. That's for sure. Yeah, they're hysterical. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's what a time to be alive in the dodgeball community. Just entertainment everywhere you go. So you guys, uh, you guys overtook Gamecocks four to two, um, and then going back to that match with uh, with Notorious. Uh, I know you said like you kind of bummed that you, you faced some of these teams a little earlier um because i like i said I, I thought 
no offense to Kraken, but Notorious was going to be the finals either that or Panch. But um, what what was that mat- matchup against uh, Notorious like? That was another really good one. Uh, they took the first point on us. Um, I'm trying to think of specific points. It was, like I said, our, our games against them are always so even. And uh, they took the first point. I think they ended up being up two to one as well. Maybe it was two to two, uh, but we ended up taking the last two points. Um, yeah, it's it went it was like a faster paced game than usual. It seemed like, I mean they they've improved so much, but so have we, and it seemed like they were kind of they were playing a little bit faster pace and less conservative, and it 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 definitely I I wouldn't say it hurt them, it kind of just forced our hand as well and turned into a more fast paced game on both sides but it's always so fun playing against them and yeah like kind of like you said we expected we to play them in the finals but uh we played them in the semis and it was a awesome match nice. and kraken definitely deserved to make the finals yeah i so it for me it's just getting to know the teams more but i like when i when i think north i think i think you guys notorious kraken and um corruption um that's what i think dominates the north right now and i think um probably, maybe they'll change ne- next year but um i don't know what cracking sticks is just because like you make that cracking noise when you hit somebody i know it's the freaking like a uh, squid thing but that when, <laughs> when, I th- when i think crack I'm like these guys are gonna mess you up like that, that's a team that causes pain <laughs> so yeah def- definitely don't mean to, to write them off um and i'll probably yeah. yeah. Once we get into our predictions next year, I'll start considering them as well. But um, you said something that was really cool. So, like you said, Notorious got better, but so did we. So, how, how do you get better when when you're at the top? Like, like there's no monster for you guys to slay other than yourselves, I guess. For you know, to make a weird analogy, but you guys just like yeah. practice with each other, or do you guys just like like what do you guys do? Like, and and this kind of leads into my follow up question, which is like, what are you guys going to do to make sure you stay on top over the off season? So one of our um, one of Dynasty's kind of uh, disadvantages is we all live in different areas. Uh, Jalen Gardner lives in Texas. Uh, we have a couple guys in Chicago, and then a handful of us in Michigan that are kind of spread out. Uh, so we can't ever really practice together. But uh, I guess one way that we got better is we added Brandon Meisel. He was Grand Valley's captain the last couple of years. And this was his first official year on, on dynasty. Hmm. So, and he, he was ranked the third best pinch player last year in those rankings. So yeah, definitely helped, helped to add him. And he was clutched the whole weekend for us, both in open division. He had one or two times where he was the last man standing and he made some good plays. And then I, I forget exact. I think it was against notorious when he was kind of the guy that clutched out for us in one of the points and sort of turned the tide towards us, but definitely helped add him. But yeah, I, I would say um, when I, when we wrote the preview article for the North for the whole season, I think the wording I used was in pinch division, the canopy continues to rise. So basically it, it was like dynasty, notorious Kraken, pinch, all those teams are going to, be better the next year than they were the previous 
and it just seems like those those teams keep on getting better and you have to if you don't improve you're going to get passed by not one but four or five teams so and then you also have teams like frostbite i don't think i've mentioned them at all so they're a group of guys from ohio that play college dodgeball uh or played college dodgeball i think almost all of them are alumni now but they came and they only played pinch division that was the only division they played they flew all the way down there for that and they were they've been really good all year they got fourth place at nationals which is pretty crazy yeah i just saw that they uh they almost took third uh two one losing to notorious so they kind of established themselves as well yeah i remember hearing about frostbite briefly and some of the recaps yeah they are uh they're legit and i so i um I didn't get to play much this year. I had the kind of an elbow injury that was holding me back a little bit, but I played some at round two. I only threw probably like 50 balls the whole day, but at round two, uh, one of the guys on frostbite, his name's Max Kowalski. He went to Bowling Green state and he's been a college dodgeball all American for a couple of years, but kind of an unknown for all these elite players that maybe didn't play in the NCDA. So he, in our game against them, I think it was in bracket play, he hit me so hard in the right ear that it ruptured my eardrum. Oh, and geez. I was deaf in one ear for that night and the next day until I realized, all right, this isn't coming back. I need to probably go see a doctor and see what happened. Found out that I ruptured my eardrum. So he hit me hit me that hard in that square in the ear that Yikes. lost my hearing. Took me like two months to gain it back too. Were you freaking out at all? Like, holy crap, I'm going to go Devin this year? Or like, that's, that's pretty <laughs> I, scary, man. I, <laughs> I was, I mean, right when it happened, I was like, okay, I just, he hit me really hard. Yeah, he rung my and, bell. That's about it. But yeah, I'm going to get my hearing back in a minute. And then just the longer it took, and then I wasn't getting my hearing back, I realized something's probably wrong. And then I did that thing where you plug your nose and you like kind of put, you blow, you put pressure in and all of the pressure just went out my right ear. And that kind of told me there's a hole there that wasn't there before. Something's wrong with my ear. Like, That's not so I found out it was ruptured and then pretty easy to heal. They It, it just took a month or so and, and it's healed. It's back to normal now, but that's good. kind of cool story. I get to tell people and they, any, any friends or family, they say, do you get any injuries from dodgeball? I get to say that now. So that's a kind of a cool one. Yeah, I almost uh, lost my hearing in my in my ear. That's <laughs> come play pinch dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More people come play pinch. Yep. You uh, won't get hurt. Nerd moment. So you, I think you did a Valsalva. That's what it's called. When you like try to force all the some air through like one passage to see what happens and. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, Dang. that was pretty weird. Yeah, I, I keep wondering. I, I I know I've made this comment a lot, but I I swear, if dodgeball continues 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, um, there's gonna be helmets being worn, like like a cross between like hockey, maybe Tron, just some kind of protective equipment, and they're gonna look at us like these guys are idiots, just like how we look at football. <laughs> like we look at like the padding that football players wear now, and they're still you know worrying about like concussions and and whatnot. But then you look at what they wore back in whenever football first started, like little leather caps and like pillows for like shoulder pads. And like, those guys are nuts. Like what were they thinking back then? I feel like that's going to be us, especially I, I didn't even think for a second that you could 
hurt your ear. Um, scary, but I guess all the more reason why you shouldn't flinch. You should just kind of square up as best you can. It's which is really yeah. easy to say uh, for me. Um, yeah, I'm glad you didn't lose your hearing. That would have been pretty bad. It would have sucked, especially for for something so fun as dodgeball. Yep. That would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh. Yeah, how'd you lose your how'd you lose your ear or your hearing, Uncle Kevin? Playing pinch dodgeball. <laughs> Young man. Uh. But uh Well I think uh, I think it's all I had. Like like I said, um in, in the opening to this was just basically we want to get like your perspective. Um just kinda of interviewing uh one or two winners from each division just to kind of see through their eyes what it was like since they probably had like the I would say like the best path of of the bracket, but they can certainly recap a little bit more. And then, um, definitely want to follow up and, and talk a little bit more with pinch with uh, another panel in uh, the next episode. But, um, is there anything else that you might want to, uh, to shout out or we might've missed or, or glossed over before we wrap it up? Um, let me think here. Well, yeah, I, first off, shout out to you for all these, uh, podcasts that you're putting out. I know everyone appreciates that. Oh, thanks, man. We're all going through kind of like you mentioned the withdrawals from elite. So, yep. Always good to have talk about dodgeball or listen to people talk about dodgeball is always nice. So, um, let me think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we kind of covered every team. I, I would just say shout out to all the new teams that tried it, like Outsiders, team from the south, a couple teams from the south came, uh, to pinch division, uh, Rain Bros, Rise, all those teams from the west that that played. I think it was it was a really fun pinch division this year compared to other years um and it yeah like kind of like you mentioned there was just some people that had positive things to say about pinch which is sweet because it's not really a division that that many people get to try out so when people try it and they like it it's kind of sweet and makes you excited that maybe they'll make their own team next year maybe they'll stay with it uh and get a better team i don't know it's just always cool to to have new competition and especially for us with pinch being our favorite. It's cool to see some of the new, like really good players, like outsiders. Those guys are so talented to see them try pinch. And then maybe next year they come back and they beat us four zero. They're going to be really good because they practice it. Who knows? Yeah. And it's like, I know I'm always joking about like, Oh, foam is terrible. Cloth is awful. Pinches for psychos, but like any dodgeball at the end of the day is good dodgeball. And so, when it's all said and done, it, it is, I do like seeing people willing to try something and have a positive experience. Um, even if it's cloth one day, heaven forbid, but, um, let's see, there I go. But yeah, it's good that people have this. And, um, especially when I was talking to, um, I think, yeah, I think it was either Mike or, or Mark Trippietti about just how pinched was kind of, it was at the, like that, uh, Oh moment. Like, I don't think it was really that bad looking back, but just at that time period is like, Oh no, we're we about to lose another division. Um, cause you feel that anytime like a player retires or a team goes away, um, we're so small, like it, it hurts. So to see more, more growth and, and, yeah. um, cross, uh, like my words are just terrible cross pollination between divisions that that's good. And we, we want to see more of that. So hopefully we'll have a, more teams next year and we'll have more highlights and we'll, we'll see more, more regions, uh, crossing over and giving it a shot. And I guess that's probably all you can ask for. So uh-huh. awesome, man. Well, um, yeah, I think that's, that's all I got. So I think we'll, we'll end this segment here. 
All right, so for this segment, we're going to go into the uh, women's recap, the no sting to be specific, and helping me do so is uh, Rachel, it's, is it Rodia? Or, yeah, it's Rodia, right? Rodia. Awesome. Yep, you got it. Well, thank you so much for, for hopping on, and um, let me immediately preface this with uh, it's September 26th, so quite a few days have passed since uh, Elite, yep. but uh, thank you uh, for being willing to, to help me kind of talk about it. You're welcome. I'll do my best is what I can remember. Yeah, exactly. Definitely have some time to go up against. But um, well, let's go ahead and, and just start with like just a quick introduction. Um, we already got past the name, but uh, who's, what, what team do you, are you known for in case people don't know? Um, yeah, I play on the West Coast and I play for Pop That. Awesome. And um, how long have you been with Pop That? Um, so this is my second full elite season. I played a couple of tournaments a little bit before with them. Um, but I mainly started playing with a lot of the girls uh, my first year on Team USA. Okay. So, yeah. And also, second official season. Second official season, but the last season, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I know I, I talked to Brittany um, Masser about this, trying to get her on as well. And then I'm hoping that I can get her on in a separate like interview and, and, learn more about, about pop that, but, um, just mm -hmm. from your perspective, um, wh why, why was it the last one like that? That really took me by surprise, but, um, can you kind of go into that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I think, well, myself included, I feel like there's been a lot of dodgeball the last couple of years and, uh, we're feeling a couple of us are feeling a little, like it's been a lot and trying to cut back next year. So, um, for me specifically, I might not be playing all of the season next year. Oh. So, um, so pop that was, we kind of talked about it and, uh, yeah, we're, we're just feeling a little, a little much. So we're going to kind of pull back. Gotcha. Um, that was a surprise. So is it like so for you? I mean, obviously you can only speak to your point of view but like are you pulling back to play other tournaments and other dodgeball or just yeah. you're just pulling back in general i mean i don't want to completely stop dodgeball but i think just kind of pulling back and not really committing to an entire season i mean that's a lot to commit to throughout the year so um and i know there's like an off season for elite but um i mean there's still big tournaments in between elite so it's kind of a lot gotcha yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny when he said, this is the, the, as I've always said, this is the old man of me talking. Like, there's been a lot of dodgeball lately. Like, there, there was a time when there was one tournament in Vegas and that was it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a good problem to have, but it is. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, but it can also cost a lot in terms of um, money um, and just having free time. I know, um, like Izzy, for example, is, is retiring because it's just, it's, he needs to dedicate more time, um, you know, with his wife. And I, I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are kind of sharing that sentiment. So, um, yeah, I mean the last couple of years when you, every month I'd say we're out of town for one reason or another, it is a lot of time and, you know, financial. So, I mean, it, it's a big commitment we all know it, but trying to pull back a little bit for next year. Gotcha. Well, I mean, it goes without saying, I guess winning nationals probably is the best way to do so, especially if it's the, if it's the team's last one. So did that, yes. um, did, did, was this announced like at the beginning of elite or was this like, 
Like, when did you guys decide this was it for you guys? Um, I don't know. I think at the beginning of this year, we were all kind of like, this might be our last one. We don't know, but maybe. Um, and then like we were coming towards the end of the season. We're like, Hey, we should probably figure this out. So, um, yeah, we, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) So like going into nationals, you knew at that point it was, it was it, this is your last run. I think towards the end of nationals, it all kind of sunk in. We had our little moment at the uh, after bar or after party. So, um, yeah, I think it was a uh, it was pretty cool going out on top. So, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... there's there's still there's still room for, you know, we might do like a reunion tour or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just knowing that this could be the last time that we play together, um, you know pretty fun to go out on top did that make you guys play any more serious than normal or did i carry any weight um as you guys were playing um yeah i definitely think so i think uh any any time that we any time that we you know get on the court we're always playing for each other always having a great time so um potentially thinking about it being coming to an end that definitely uh made us push even more i think so yeah, I'll say watching the um was it the semifinals, quarterfinal like you against finesse and then you guys against ride or die. I, I was blown away by the team I saw playing. It was it was just you guys were on a mission like we were, a, Yeah, we were rolling. You guys were rolling and what when we go through the brackets we'll kinda of talk about that some more. But I just remember like what what is what is with them today? Like they're just unstoppable. And it, you guys were playing with us like a level of intensity that I just was blown away by I went from watching on the back line with Mason to sit in the stands where it was safer and it was just like <laughs> the heck was gotten into him um and, and please forgive me by saying this but I was you know I was expecting when we did our our picks me and Joe and, and Nate were thinking you know like Royale or Finesse in the top with Invasion with you mm-hmm. guys potentially in third or, or second as well but just um you guys definitely answered that um yeah yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of really great teams and obviously like anybody could win any game. We all know that to be true. Um, but yeah, we just, we went for it. <laughs> so what, what changed it? Like, did you guys do anything differently, uh, going from like, you know, round two to three to finals or nationals? Like what, what changed other than knowing this might be it? Um, I don't know. I felt like for me personally, I played pretty flat <laughs> most of the elite season. Um, so I don't know. I think just collectively as a team, it was, it was like, all right, guys, (laughs) let's kick it into gear. What do you say? You know? So, um, yeah, I think, I think we just kind of came out, you know, this, this elite season in general, wasn't, I would say our best. Like we, we really, we really turned it on for nationals. I'd say. Yeah. That's kind of what I was like dancing around. I was like, you guys, like, you guys are obviously a very good team. And then when I see top three of you guys in any situation for the past two years, that's just expected. But then to see what I saw in nationals end up that way is like, well, okay. We want to talk about that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I noticed uh, Jackie Thomas was back. Cause I know that she'd been kind of in and out for a while, but having yeah. her in there, um, like did she add, like what she bring to the table? Oh, Jackie boom. Yeah. She brings lots to the table. Um, I, when I first started playing dodgeball, I, you know, 
plane from Arizona was watching Jackie play and I'm just like, whoa, like that girl's got it. And um, then, you know, fast forward years and years and years later and she's, you know, we take her and pop that. That was uh, a pretty cool thing. I think she brings a lot of like spunk to the team and all of these like fun aspects off the court, but then also seriousness and like um, certain athleticism when she steps on the court too. So all in all, great person uh, off and on the court. And it's just a lot of fun playing with her. She, uh, she pumps everybody up. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's fun watching her. Cause even after all this time, like she still has it. Um, if not is stronger and a little bit faster than I remember, which is really cool. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, there's just like, man, they, they really like they, they summoned everybody. They have a full roster. They have like just this crazy intensity that they're playing with. And then to see the Instagram post, I was like, it was kind of like a mix of feelings for me. Cause like one, it's like, it's always sucks to see a team like exit. And then it's also <laughs> like, but they, but they just dominated. Like how would they not come in next year just with what <laughs> they just did? But then, you know, just seeing, I know, I think we were all kind of feeling that at the end too. We were like, wait, so <laughs> it's like, are we sure about this? Are we like, doing this again? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't hold it against if you guys change your minds and decide to come back next year, but uh, I definitely, mean, Hey, Hey, you never know. Yeah. I mean, we can all think about it too much and be like, you know what? We've got another year. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we can eke out another, another yeah. couple of rounds. I mean, like it took uh, Chris Bell like three times to retire, and I still don't think he's yeah. seriously out. You never know. Yeah. But, um, well, it's we'll uh, see. yeah, it's definitely um not completely write you guys off, but you know we'll see. But I know. <laughs> let's uh let's go and get into like some of the actual um like round robin bracket play from what you can remember. Again, this is definitely like twenty six days after the fact, so just want to in case anybody is upset, that's my fault, not yours. But. uh <laughs> What, uh, what can you remember in terms of like teams that gave you guys like the hardest time? Like that's one of my favorite questions to ask and they can never phrase it right. But who, um, who got in your way, who impacted you guys? Who did you have to beat? Like what were some of those teams? So, um, I mean, I think we played pretty well all day. Um, the, our first two games we came out, uh, I think we dropped our first two games to clash could be wrong about this but clash and outsiders i think were our first two games and i think who i might be getting this wrong but i think they might have been our only two losses of the entire day let me uh i can thankfully i think relina put these awesome brackets together and spreadsheets oh. so she is such a lifesaver for this very reason um but yeah your first game you lost to outsiders two to one yep mm-hmm. and then um and good memory yeah two to one against clash so well yeah, I think they were our very first two games. You know, we were still kind of getting warmed up. Um, and, yeah, I think after that we're like, all right, guys, let's kick it into gear. And I don't, like I said, I don't think we lost the rest of the day. I mean, with brackets being single, single elimination, um, I mean, we didn't lose any there. So. Yeah, I'm kind of going through your your bracket. So, yeah, you went mm-hmm. on to beat uh, Finesse 2-1, which is huge. Um, Aztecs two zero, and then uh, Devil's Advocate, and yeah, you, um, you, yeah, you said you guys turned it on. Jeez, um, I'm just gonna say like you two every single game after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking out of curiosity. Okay, Fuego took one on you. Like they, they try to stop you, but that just mm-hmm. wasn't happening for the rest of the. And there, I mean, there are a couple games. It's like, all right, you know, get those pop ups or something pretty unexpected happens and we're like, all right, let's get them back next time. And then we do. 
and we move on and we go to the next game. So is that so. what you guys tell yourselves? Like, you know, okay, immediately out of, out of the gates, you take two losses, uh, one to outsiders and one to, uh, to clash. And then, you know, some teams can just never recover from that, especially that early. You guys just say, hey, we'll just get them next time. Or like, what's, what's that look like? How do you guys rally to go from there to taking the whole thing? Um, well, I mean, after our first two games, you know, we're like, all right, those were both really great teams. Also two teams that aren't in our region. So first time seeing them uh, all year. So I think not only was it our first two games of the day, but also, I mean, those are two really great teams. So um, I think that, you know, we don't play them often. Our game plans like against them aren't as sharp as potentially some of our game plans against, you know, people in our region. So, um, yeah, they, they played really great. I'm glad you mentioned like the, the whole, like, this is a team we don't normally see in terms of like other regions, especially, um, now that, you know, the women's scene is growing in, um, uh, North, South and, and East. But, um, like, do you guys, when, when, when you, when you're facing off against a team that you don't know, um, do you play any differently than you would against, you know, teams that you do know like invasion or, or finesse oh yeah definitely so i think um whenever we play a team that we've never seen before we're making like in the moment adjustments and um you know when we play a team that we see all the time we're still making those adjustments but we're more familiar with what kind of adjustments to make because we've either made them before or uh you know so one person's going off um and so we need to make those adjustments in the moment but um yeah, I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lot it's to do in the moment. So it's like it's it's, it's exciting because like I have no idea what this team's capable of, but it's also right. I don't want to say like it's it's not like you don't fear them. You're just like okay, we we just got to make sure that there's six players that we've never seen before. One of them may right. be a cannon. One of them may be you know just a catch machine. And it's just like, it's exciting. It's like, yeah, it's like playing dodgeball for the first time again in a weird way. Right. And, and nobody is getting worse. Like everybody's getting better. And so what one person might bring to the table this game, like we see them again next year and their game could be completely different. So um, really just trying to make those, those in the moment adjustments. And I think we do that pretty well um, when we switch sides or like when we, when we start a new game, we kind of, make a quick like critique and it just everybody just kind of sinks it sinks in and we just try and adjust that that game that next game so so gotta let you, go of the mistakes and keep keep moving forward so you said in the moment adjustment meaning like what, what does that mean like you're obviously in the game um you had this one strategy or lineup or position like however you guys are, are you know do your normal um offense and defense but then how do you make like a quick in the moment adjustment? Um, well, I mean, if somebody's hot, like if somebody's just thrown out two players, we're like, okay, that's our new target <laughs> or, right. um, you know, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's, there's a new target or we're noticing somebody's calling plays or, um, you know, somebody becomes exposed and we need to take a shot. Like there's a lot of different things in the moment that we kind of, that we kind of rely on. And I think that's something that we've always done pretty well of doing so. That's awesome. So it's kind of like uh, you guys have to just remain fluid and adapt. So yeah. if like 
somebody is murdering your corner, like, hey, I, I can't do anything against this person. You guys swap out or just try something real quick versus uh, right. going up against like any West Coast team where you, you've played them so many times, like you already know what works. Right. And we know, I mean, you know, the, the West Coast teams, we kind of know where other people are on the court. Um, and again, like you said, like a new fresh set of faces and arms and catchers that you're just, you're like, oh, I think they do this, but not really sure. So you're just kind of taking everybody, um, you know, for, for to be a big arm or a big catcher. And so it's, it's kind of nice to play a couple of different new teams and, uh, and make those adjustments too. It keeps us sharp. I think I was literally going to say that it keeps you sharp. That's awesome. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. Um, especially as you said earlier, like they get better and better. So you're like, oh, I remember this guy couldn't catch crap last year. And they throw it right. on and they catch like, well, all right then. Like, they, <laughs> clearly yep. we're not everybody's, the only ones that play. Everybody's stepping it up. That's for sure. So speaking of like stepping it up in other regions, was there any region in particular that, you know, showed you guys, um, I, I always want to say gave you guys a hard time. I mean, I got to work on this offline, just figure out a better way to say it, but were there any other regions that stepped up more than, than others? I like, mean, I think, I think, uh, all three regions. Cause I mean, we play in the West all the time, but I think all three regions have definitely stepped up their game. Um, I think we have kind of a style that we play with on the West coast, um, that the other three regions do it just a little bit different. And, uh, so it's nice to see, it's nice to three, see all three of them, you know, kind of coming out with, um, you know, just new movements and, and something new that we haven't really seen as much before until nationals. So it's really great. That definitely is. And I'm really curious, um, if this, I don't know if it's rumored now or if it's official, but like this three on three co-ed is going to bring more, more women's, uh, uh, teams. I don't know how that's going to impact it. But it's really wow. awesome just um, from the past, I almost want to say, yeah, maybe a year and a half or so of talking to like the East and the South, just seeing their teams like increase. And then I think North is on their way. But um, it's crazy to think about like one day, you know, these other regions might be as big um, as the West. Yeah. So it's exciting to see. I agree. I think that'd be really awesome. Everybody um, keep growing. Yeah, just just keep recruiting people. Keep dragging your friends yeah. and their friends and their friends out to dodgeball and yeah, maybe give them a couple. Get a weeks. little taste of traveling, and you'll never turn back. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> ease them into it. Like just as soon as you see them like showing some kind of hint of promise, like send them to a tournament, have them just yeah. be blown away by like what's out there. The adrenaline rush will kick in. They'll be like, "Oh my gosh, when's next one?" <laughs> yeah, no, and then also you guys all you're all friends. You all really actually like each other after this mm -hmm. fact. But, um, mm -hmm so fun hopefully we'll see in the next coming years um did you guys have like a because it's a given that you guys have a way that you will approach uh finesse and evasion we'll talk about that during the bracket part when you look at teams like royale where they're just i would imagine just making a huge kind of ruckus like did you guys have mm -hmm. a specific strategy against them so um i would say pretty much every team that we weren't playing that was i would say west coast or we've played before um like I said before, we kind of make the on-court adjustments. We, when we do our little huddle before we go out, we always try and name our first couple of targets that we're thinking of. Um, and sometimes it'll be, oh, hey, I was watching this game just a minute ago, and this girl, man, they were, she was hitting ankles the whole time. So we're like, okay, let's get hurt. <laughs> so I think it's, um, it's kind of in the moment 
how we how we make those those decisions against certain teams because um you know they could be playing flat that day or they could be rolling so um really trying to just go with it gotcha yeah earlier in this episode uh brad talks about like crisis and how they approach the game um and a lot of it's just that men- mentality of we're, we're just going with the mindset of winning and then mm-hmm. any adjustments that need to be made are, will be made then and there because dodgeball is so fast like it's it's almost impossible to, at least in my opinion, from what I've noticed, especially playing for so long, it's, it's really hard to like have a strategy that goes past like maybe one or two plays because you might exchange throws, the other team might exchange throws, and then you might be left with like two people left. And they're like, well, there goes our whole like 80% of our plan. Like it's just out the window. Right. right. So I think, yeah, I think uh, teams that can make those adjustments quickly um, aren't afraid to like, not let their egos get in the way and say, Hey, I am throwing crap right now. Uh, somebody else be like the main thrower or Hey, this person's on fire that we've seen from scouting. Like, I feel like that's part of like the major key in, in turning, um, you know, potential upset showing to, you know, winning the whole thing. So yeah, if I keep harping, well, I think, okay. yeah. And I think too, like something that pop that does pretty well is we all are our own biggest critiques, I would say. So when we're out on the court and we notice we're doing something, we make it known to everybody else what we're doing to impact like our play. And then um, the team kind of picks us up. So uh, I think we're all pretty aware of like when we get out, why we're getting out. Um, and then, you know, we kind of come together and pick each other up. That's big. It's really big because like you don't. It, it's really hard as a captain to be like, "Hey, you know, Rachel, you're doing really bad. You're going to sit." Versus you coming up to the captain saying, "Hey, I'm not playing really well right now. Like, how do I fix it?" And either the team helps elevate you, or you just may, maybe pull yourself aside and let somebody else sub in. But just but being able to like have that um, that self critique, as you said, is probably huge because then it's like, well, I know where I'm at. Like, I know I'm just like not in it today, or I'm yeah. I'm, I'm feeling really good. Keep feeding me, or. Yep. That's exactly when somebody's hot, we keep feeding them. And, uh, it's kind of been kind of our on again, off again, joke throughout the whole season. Like, is it my turn to sit? Yeah. Is it my turn to sit? Like we're all jumping to sit, (laughs) take a little break. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, I mean, we have, we've got eight on the roster, so we often have two subs and, uh, it's, it's always, it's always really nice when, when you're like, Hey, it's my turn to sit. And they're like, no, you just saw it. It's like, yep, it's my turn to sit again. Yeah, but I want <laughs> Don't worry to. About it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine with all the all the dodgeball that's being played, um, especially like all the divisions, like sometimes sitting is like you want that more than anything. And you're like, well, they don't want me to sit, but I want to. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I, um, I, I kind of want to ask like about specific like plays or players um, mm-hmm. as we go in, but. I just want to, yes, again, just state one more time, maybe that this is the 26th of September. Um, <laughs> this happened um, September 1st that weekend. So is there anything that, and this could be like across the entire board that just might still mm-hmm. resonate within you play-wise, whether it was, you know, yourself, your team or anybody else? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think I would say to some teams that kind of stood out, I mean, players, man, it's been, been a couple weeks. So, I don't know about if any players really stood out to me. They probably did in the time and, you know, kind of hard to remember. But I do remember um, Wildlings knocking out Witness in the bracket. Um, and, 
I mean, they, I think they also had a pretty good tournament. Um, so that was really cool to see. I'm looking at the, uh, the bracket here. And then I think, what was it? Ride or die. Yep. Ride or die knocked out wildlings. I mean, I think I got to give a big shout out to ride or die. I think this season, this entire elite season, I've just watched that team like come up and up and up in the ranks and, um, you know, show time and time again that they should be in the top and they made it to the finals. So that was kind of cool to see for them. I don't know how uh, finesse pop that and invasion all got on the same side of the bracket. And in single elimination, we were playing, you know, major hitters in like the second round. Um, so I think, I think there was like a four way tie going into first or four first. And so I think that's probably how we all fell on that side of the bracket. But um, yeah, I think uh, ride or die definitely stood out to me this season and um, at nationals. I mean, obviously clash and outsiders, we got to see them firsthand, you know, take the upper hand on us and uh, wildlings really stood out to me too. Gotcha. I'm looking at the, the no sting uh, seating. So I think you're right. Um, I'm reading this right. Yeah, finesse, oh, chaos. Finesse, chaos. Witness. I didn't invasion. get to see a lot of chaos play. I can't remember if they were on the other side of the bracket or if they were on our side of the bracket, but they came out, I think, tied for first, right? Yeah, and it was, it was crazy because, like, this is where I was kind of kicking myself for being uh, tied to the ball state booth because uh, Christy Stevens ran up to me and she's like, chaos just seated first and, and all i heard was chaos took first is all what and i was just like because that's really awesome like especially no offense but like when if another region took the whole thing that's this huge absolutely we're yeah. always we're always like you know yeah west coast best coast but you know we want to see like other other regions give us a reason to as you said earlier stay sharp so i'm like heck yeah but i don't think i said that to you. i think i just stared at her and like in my mind i was having this conversation because i was just like <laughs> flabbergasted for lack of better words so i remember like i gotta get out of here and i think uh thank god for mark hill i was like hey mark hill can you watch this and just make sure no one steals anything and if they do tell them merry christmas or something i gotta go and that, that's when i finally <laughs> made my way over to uh to your guys's um gym um and no, no critique yeah. against mark at all but it, it also really just sucked that you guys were in a completely different compartment i know it's hard to pop over but made yeah. it work yeah it made um, it work and that that was a. Uh, yeah, I was just like, ah, I got to be there. So, but yeah, five-way tie, I think you said, or four-way tie. Yeah, I think so. Chaos, Witness, and Invasion, I think, were on one side of the bracket. And then um, Finesse popped that. Let's go to the let's go to the bracket here. Yeah, they were on the other side. Royale, too, I think. Yep. Man. There's so many games I wish I'd seen. Like I heard uh, Union had a really good showing too. And I think they um They did. They took out Royale four zero. Um you know, like obviously the first instinct is always to say, Holy crap, that that was a sweep, but then you never really see like, okay, but did they was every game brought down to like the last player, like, you know, was it a shootout or, or something right. like that? So um I mean, four hand four oh, that's a pretty pretty big one. Yeah, and then they um Union is also West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember calling him Onion for like the first two rounds because <laughs> the writing was looked like an O. 
but I'm just trying to see if there's like any any other like did not see that coming kind of thing like ride or die no offense to them but well, I, oh good I mean that being said pop that we seeded fifth because we lost twice so I think um all of the other teams only lost once so I think that had something to do with like the way it all fell out in the brackets. That's crazy that two round robin losses could cost could be that costly just because of the top four teams there. Yeah, well there's a lot of teams and you know, when you when you break us in half, I feel like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of room for to anybody's game, you know. Yep. Well I was saying earlier, like I was not really expecting Ryder to go that far. Um don't kill me, Carla, if you're listening. But um, that was surprising because, again, I'd, I'd already, in my mind, thought, sorry, Finesse was going to take it, maybe against Evasion. So going in there and then seeing or hearing that um, Union had taken out uh, Royale, I was like, oh, dang it, I didn't get to see them play because I think I got in just as you guys were um, going up against uh, Finesse. And that, that's when I just saw, like, just this insane battle. But if you can kind of go into your before we get to that one if you can go into your, like your battle with uh invasion what was that like from what you can remember so invasion has given us trouble the whole season um and i think we know all of their players so much i think there comes a point where it's almost over analyzing <laughs> hmm. and um they you know they played well so seeing them that early I think kind of shocked us both both teams and I mean we had been playing well and we I mean we we took them out this round I think what was the two four yeah we went back and forth a couple of times and so yeah and that's um like I said again I hope I don't get a lot of flack for this but just you'd think that's the finals like that's the final game so going up against a team like that that you're because it's usually just the case in the west like it's always it's always you three i feel so for that to happen that close or that that quickly um obviously it must have done something because then you went to go 4-0 against finesse so i mean well and finesse too was playing down so they had um page had broken her foot yeah. the day before and then they also I think Crystal was out of town so they were playing with five and uh, I I think that that definitely impacted their play uh, I mean playing down is not always ideal but you always got to count for you know injuries we had an injury on pop that Erica went down Oof, I can't even remember what game it was but she went down and we were like oh we got you and we just I think that also lit a fire under us too um during bracket play so uh yeah we met finesse and uh i think we handled them pretty let's see i think it was four oh yep it was four oh so that was that was definitely a handling like that's the best yeah. way i could put it you guys were just like i, I mean saying- i think coming i think coming off of a win like invasion two um that's a really big win for us that's a really big win so um you know, coming off of that game, we're, we're like, yeah, we're not losing now. Sorry. So, uh, we didn't. 
yeah and that's so that's the thing it's like you guys um like i said earlier you guys were just on a mission and all these little things that kept happening just kind of added more fuel to this fire to to just propel you guys into the finals um so you're basically like yeah we're not winning like that that was the like the the impression i got after watching you guys beat finesse four zero and like shout out to finesse for even getting that far minus one page minus crystal I mean, they, they still played amazing with five players, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they ended up taking, I think, third, right? Yeah, they ended up taking third uh, still. Yeah. So mm-hmm. down one player, down one crystal, and you're third in the nation. Like, that's mm-hmm. still incredible. But you guys are just – sometimes I feel like there's a team that's just on, and there's literally nothing you can do to stop them. Like, they're, they're just going to win. And they, I feel like that was kind of you guys. Um, that was a takeaway I got. And – um you know, watching um, your matchup against Ride or Die, I think they, I think they took the first one on you, or maybe the second. Um, they took one, and I cannot remember which one. Yeah, it was, it was like the early ones, because at one moment I thought it was going to be like, an, I, don't know, I hate to say it, it was like an even, even battle. Like you guys score one, they score one, they score like you know, mm-hmm. back and forth like tennis. But well, I, like I said, I think um, they've been coming up, so playing them over the last. You know, elite season has definitely they're they're tightening up. They're they're becoming contenders, and um, I mean, I think they they deserved they made their way through that side of the bracket, and they deserve to be there too. So, oh, yeah, um, well we'll be, fought game. We'll be seeing more of them, I hope. Um, and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm really curious. Like, okay, which of these teams are going to stay together? Which of them are going to separate and form new teams? Um, or rebrand as they say because uh, i know mm-hmm. finesse was one of those rebranded teams um now mm-hmm. you guys are allegedly retiring you know are you guys going <laughs> to splinter off and form new teams or you know what's what's the layout going to look like uh next year i so. mean i'm not really sure what the the future holds i know that there's a couple of players that still want to play um you know the entire season uh but i think there's a few of us that aren't and i think it would be um you know We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Again, this is all speculation, not not right. uh, fact. So please don't quote Rachel right. on this stuff. <laughs> Especially since it's September and we have what? Um, shoot, November, October. No, October, November, We have like six months until the next elite. So I know a lot can happen between now and then. I feel like a lot's going to happen. I feel like, um, and this is not me trying to be. Um, whatever the word is, but I, I just have this feeling there's going to be a lot of changes. So yeah, because just when you think you have your watch set to something like, okay, this is going to be the way it is forever. Yeah. Um, yeah everything changes. So I guess we'll just yeah. it up to a C, but that was Maybe one of my next questions. See. Um, so that was one of my next questions was like, what's next for you? Um, so obviously you've got worlds coming up, um, enjoying the workout videos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're on a pretty tight schedule. <laughs> yeah, so are, are you guys like, do you have like set regiments for when you're working out or is this just like your normal routine? Yeah, so um, the women's side, we've been we've been definitely taking advantage of working out. The players that are all in LA are, you know, practicing weekly and um, we're all participating in um, some pretty good workouts provided by Brenda. None other. So, awesome. um, yeah, so we've we've been really trying to hone in on um, not just dodgeball, but like also off the court and staying conditioned, staying healthy, staying strong. So um, that's the next couple of months for us. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah. I was watching, I think is you and Katie working out together. Yep. Um, we try and work out on the weekends together. So yeah, I was uh, watching we're, that. We're trying to put the time in. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that. I was like, yes, they're getting after it. And then also is this creepy? Cause I keep watching this, but it's, <laughs> it's just exciting to see. Cause like Canada, um, I think the whole both men's and women's released this really cool video where the coach mm-hmm. is talking to them and saying, you know, we didn't put the work in, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why we're not defending champions. And then I see, you know, I see your, your guys' videos. I remember videos last year of like, um, is Brenda just beating the crap out of, uh, I think Karina and, and, um, Brianna was like, yes, like that's, that, that, that's what the women are doing. I don't know what the men are doing. I know, yeah. I know Ketchum's working out with uh, a trainer just getting crazy, but what about the other guys? Yeah. But, the, the men's team are working out too. I just, they're, uh, I don't know if there's, you know, selfie friendly at the gym <laughs> as the women are, I guess, but that's fair. Oh. Uh, they're, they're definitely putting in the time as well. They, they better be because they need to, oh, they are, <laughs> they need to step up to where you guys are. Like you guys are defending champions. Um, obviously banking on you guys taking it again. Um, it'll be fun to watch, but, um, like, come on, man. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're putting it, they're putting in the time. Um, those guys are out there working pretty hard too. So as it should be, we're excited. I know worlds will be here before we know it. Yes, it will. So we'll, uh, October as I learned the hard way, holy crap again, just November, it'll be November this year, man. But I'm just saying like how fast September went. We're already talking about October and like next week it's Christmas. So yeah, I know 2020 coming up quick. That it is. So is it too early to ask about like what your plans are for the future in 2020? Like obviously Worlds is next. Um, maybe some fun tournaments here and there, like the charity tournament last week. But um, yeah, what, what, are you, um, what are you thinking? I don't know. I'd like to do a little more international dodgeball if possible. Um, so maybe trying to cut back on a couple of the tournaments that are going on here and maybe save up for for some international play next year. But we'll see. Gotcha. So you're not by any means retiring. Like you're still going to play just you're going to be a little more selective with where you go. Yeah. Thank God. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Awesome. Cause I don't, I, yeah, I can't see myself stopping dodgeball completely, but, uh, just pull back a little bit for me. Hey, sometimes you need to do that. That way you can play longer. So I am totally, totally fine with that just because I hate seeing people like retire. Just like, no, there's too few of us. Like you have to play forever until we get, uh, 20 yeah. people to replace you so we need the numbers yeah no i don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon just pulling back but awesome we'll see who yeah. knows maybe next year i'll be at literally every tournament <laughs> again you never know like it's <laughs> i was not expecting yeah. to uh to like foam as much as i have i never thought i would see? and it's creeping in yeah it's creeping in i'm like checking i think you yeah, have the the dallas one the dallas one tournament I'm just checking yep, my that's schedule. Coming up. Um, classic. There's a Dallas tournament coming up. Um, yeah, there was a time when I'd be like, oh, it's foam. Yeah, no thanks. To, I don't know, like in my wallet and schedule allow it because I might go. So, yeah. never know. But um, probably the most important question, especially since I have something very special riding on this uh, with me and Sean, are you Team Taco <laughs> or Team Pizza? What are you? So I love both, um, but I'd say I'm probably more Team Taco, being from Arizona. We got some pretty good ones. <laughs> yeah, we, we do, and like. Oh no! Did you lose the bet? <laughs> oh, I, I, it's at this point, it's lost. <laughs> like, there's no. Oh. 
It wasn't because of you. It was because five other people decided to choose the wrong answer. So, but it's all good. Um, I love them both. Tacos are amazing, especially here in Arizona. I feel sorry for anyone that says I'm team taco and they're from like Oregon or they're from like, like, oh man, you like your tacos now. Just you wait. But uh, yeah, pizza, man, it's, it's the best. But you're you're not from Arizona, right? You're are you, you're from. Oh, North, I'm from. Right? Yeah, no, I'm from here. I'm from Arizona, born and raised. Oh, okay. Um, refresh my memory. Then were you in Missouri at some point for some reason? I was in. I did a. I did grad school in Wisconsin oh, for Wisconsin. a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So that's. I took took a little break. Went to school. Came back. So. Gotcha. So you are an, an AZ native. So you you understand tacos and all the delicious food yeah. here. I got some good pizza in Chicago. <laughs> I like the deep dish, but I think tacos still takes it. That's fair. They're good. Don't get me wrong. It's, it would be a terrible world if you had to choose one or the other, but um, I just feel like you're this question. But um, <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I think that's 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 all I have. I mean, I obviously want to have you back, actually get to, to know you a little bit more in a uh, more long-form interview format. But um, thank you so much for, for being willing to hop on, not only late, but yep. just also weeks after the fact to help me round this out. So, Yeah, I, no uh, problem. Thanks so much it. for having me. Yeah, for sure. All righty. So that was the final segment of this uh, two-part series to at least attempt to recap the Elite Dodgeball Nationals that took place. Oh, boy. Uh quite a few weeks ago. And I'm very sorry about that. Um, definitely did not mean for this much time to pass before uh, I went, went ahead and was able to release uh, both parts um, together. Um, I think like the first part was actually two weeks ago, so it was still relevant. But um, thank you so much, Rachel, for being willing to to hop on long after the fact. And um, yeah, I just want to apologize for the, this has been probably one of the most busiest, if not most hectic months of mine. Um, due to my actual work, the, the job that actually pays the bills. So unfortunately, when, when that uh, takes priority, everything else kind of takes a back seat. But if you are still listening, thank you so much for doing so. I cannot and will not ever be able to thank anyone enough that gives me feedback or hops on and is willing to talk dodgeball with me. That is, um, that is making this thing just a continuous, um, I don't know, just a continuous labor of love. I, I love doing it. I love talking to people about it. And um, I hope that um, sometimes when time doesn't allow that I don't let you guys down because that's the last thing I want to do. And um, I really hope that I think once the release of this week in American Touchball, uh, episode two is aired, we'll be able to kind of go back and actually talk or at least see some of the more high level or rather highlighted plays um, that some of these teams and players have, have been doing with all this content that's being produced. So definitely uh needed the impromptu break but uh happy to get back into it and um yeah i think we'll spend next week working on actual interviews and we'll just see what the future holds so if you are still listening thank you again for doing so have a great uh, rest of your evening a great weekend and we'll see you next time <laughs>